You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, and this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. And if I sound tired, it's because I am. Um, it is 4 a.m. in Nova Scotia, but I'm doing my best to, to get this talk out to you and I promised in the last episode I was going to talk about the implications that the roster moves made by the Blue Jays to add Gabriel Moreno, Riley Adams, Otto Lopez, Josh Palacios, and Ty Tice were going to have on the roster and I want to focus on two players in particular. Um, when it comes to talking about that. So we're going to do that in this episode. Um, and if you're, if you're a fan of me being angry at players, this one will probably help a little bit. Um, let's start with Josh Palacios. Let's, let's give the people what they want early because there is a very clear 40 man spot at threat with Josh Palacios coming onto the 40 man roster and I'll give you a hint it's a guy who is more known for making plays on baseballs with his head than with his glove yeah Derek Fisher's in trouble. Derek Fisher will likely not have a roster spot when it comes to spring training. And Derek Fisher has no one to blame for the fact that he does not have a roster spot but himself. And I can almost guarantee you if some of the rumors come together, like the Blue Jays being very interested in George Springer, which I personally am not a fan of, but hey, it's Rogers' money. They do what they want. I can guarantee that Fisher will be the one to go to make room for him on the 40-man roster. And it will be slightly poetic that Fisher was chased off the Houston roster by Springer and he'll be chased off the Toronto roster by Springer. I know it wasn't Springer specifically in Houston. I think it was more Kyle Tucker that did it there. But still, (laughs) I mean, how many Blue Jays fans would actually shed tears? If Derek Fisher was knocked off the 40-man roster. I would put in a poll, but I'm pretty sure I don't need to see the results. Because I'm pretty sure it would be minimal. And I know there are some defenders like, well, Derek Fisher is is post-hype. He could easily break out. I have seen literally nothing. Nothing. Out of Derek Fisher. To indicate that that would be the case. Derek Fisher has had multiple chances to try and prove himself at the major league level. 
Last year was his best year at the plate. He batted 226. You still worth negative .5 war according to baseball reference. You cannot tell me that Derek Fisher at 27 years old is more valuable than George Springer at 31. Or, geez, like, if they suddenly traded for Adam Eaton, that would have more value. Like, just basically, Derek Fisher is on the roster until they literally sign someone. And then he'll be gone. People, again, people who are like, what, he's still post-hype. Toronto got their post-hype guy. It's Teoscar Hernandez. The guy who, you know, won a silver slugger and got MVP votes. It's Teoscar Hernandez. They got their guy. Derek Fisher can go suck rocks. And, yeah, I know I'm being incredibly harsh, but I'm sorry. You can go play in Detroit, or you can sign a minor league deal, or you can do what Wilmer Font did and go play in Korea. Just, it's not happening here. A team that is trying to make the playoffs and do damage in the playoffs does not have Derek Fisher on its roster in any shape or form. Jonathan Davis is a better backup outfielder. Josh Palacios is a better backup outfielder. Forrest Wall is a better backup outfielder, and he's not even on the 40-man. Shoot, Forrest Wall could be taken in, in the Rule 5, for all I know. It's happened. Victor Reyes went to the Tigers in the Rule 5. He's still with them. But Tarek Fisher does not carry that same value anymore. He has more value to the Blue Jays soccer team than he does to their baseball team. Because at least we know he has enough hand-eye coordination to hit a ball with his head. And yes, I'm going to keep bringing that up. Don't try and catch a ball with your head. But yeah, Derek Fisher will be gone. And, you know, there are very easy paths to open up spots for the Blue Jays uh, in, in other methods, too. Uh, the Blue Jays have four players coming up in arbitration, and they can easily decline to offer arbitration to said players. Um, to Oscar Hernandez, they're going to go to arbitration with. Obviously, he's going to get a nice raise and hopefully continue what he found in 2020. Um, Ross Stripling is probably going to be cost-effective enough that the Blue Jays will keep him. I think the max that MLB trade rumors peg Ross Stripling at is $3.7 million. They'll take that. They'll, they'll take that offer for um, a guy who may be in their rotation or, you know, function as a long man. So they'll do Ross Stripling. AJ Cole is interesting. I think he's done enough to earn an arbitration year with the Blue Jays. He would make um, at most $1.1 million, and the Blue Jays have already shown they'll spend that on relievers anyway. So I think they would be interested in keeping AJ Cole around. Travis Shaw is the odd one out, especially if the Blue Jays are serious about trying to land an infielder, an all-star infielder, during this offseason. And, you know, Travis Shaw would cost potentially $5.4 million 
according to the highest MLB trade rumors projection. And for a guy who took a backseat for much of the later portion of the season, who saw Cabin Biggio get regular time at third, um, 5.4 million is not good enough for a bench bat. Sorry, especially not one that can reliably hit. So while it was nice to have the mayor of Ding Dong City in town, I have a feeling he's going to be looking to rise and capture the vote of another constituency in 2021. So I hope he's stocking up on Built Bars because Built Bars are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're new and improved. They come in such flavors as caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, raspberry, banana bread, orange, double chocolate, German chocolate, so much chocolate. All their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and they're great if you're on a diet. If you're doing the keto thing, they fit right in because they're low calorie, they're low sugar, they're high in protein and fiber. They'll help you lose or maintain your weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And, you know, they be- they're between 17 and 19 grams of protein, under 5 grams of sugar. So exactly what you should be looking for. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So promo code Locked On, all one word, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, I talked about the position players a bit. I talked about how arbitration will open up spots for the Blue Jays to start attacking the free agent market. Um, what about the other player that I promised? Well, that other player is Ty Tice. And the Blue Jays are going to have to start making decisions about their pitching staff. Now... A lot of the names on there acquitted themselves well enough that they probably aren't at risk. But there are a couple names that, you know, you wouldn't be surprised to see shuffled off. Top of that list is probably Shun Yamaguchi. I I don't think he endeared himself to a lot of Blue Jays fans with his performance this season. And it's a shame because Yamaguchi, you know came over with a lot of fanfare. People were excited to see what the the forkball would do. And it turns out it didn't do much. Uh, 806 ERA um, in 25 and two-thirds innings. Gave up, like, he gave up 25, 28 hits and 25 runs. Like, that's not a good ratio. Walked 17 batters. Struck out 26 for a guy who was known in Japan as a strikeout pitcher. Just did not perform. And if rosters return to their normal levels next year, it's not going to be important for the length to be there for the Blue Jays. So, like I said, a guy like Ty Tice becomes more enticing to the bullpen pitcher than a guy like Yamaguchi who cannot throw consistently. And I know he signed a two-year deal with the Blue Jays, but it's 
very possible that they find another avenue for him to fulfill that commitment. Um, they may wait until uh, spring training to try and find that, but, you know, he he is on thin ice. Then there are guys who are fringe uh, players like a Jacob Wagaspak, who, you know, has been all right, but isn't a world beater. Um, guys like Tanner Roark, who, again, if the Blue Jays can find a, a team to take him, they probably would deal him up, and they may have to attach a prospect to get Tanner Roark out of there, but I have a feeling they would do that. And then, of course, there is the other method that I touched on a little bit um, earlier this month. And that is the assets traded to get the star player that the Blue Jays seem to be sinking. Um, Take the Francisco Lindor trade that I created in the podcast from Sunday. And I know technically I'm recording this episode on a Sunday, but I mean last Sunday when it was actually released. Give me a break. That Francisco Lindor deal in acquiring one shortstop would clear four 40-man spots right now because I mentioned Rowdy Telez, Patrick Murphy, Reese McGuire, Riley Adams, and Kevin Smith. Smith, we talked about, was not added to the 40-man, but still, that's four slots that would be gone. So that's three... Uh, spots with Lindor coming in that the Blue Jays can use to sign players like Brad Hand. Why hasn't Brad Hand been signed yet? I know no one's been signed yet, but why haven't the Blue Jays signed Brad Hand yet? So we have a closer. I don't know. I'm going to keep doing that. I'm sorry. But that mega deal is another way for the Blue Jays to clear up the spaces. Importantly, right now, they have their potential assets protected. Because like I said, they're so deep at catcher that I would not be surprised if Reese McGuire and either Gabe Moreno or Riley Adams were included in one of those deals to acquire a star player. Especially with a team like Cleveland that is so thin on catching depth right now that I think Bo Naylor is their number two right now behind Roberto Perez. And they don't want to go into the season with Roberto Perez, I don't think. they. Roberto Perez is good defensively, but he offers little with the bat. So, getting both a serviceable guy now, so you don't have to rush Bo Naylor. And another prospect that can develop, especially a guy like Moreno, who has a bat, but is kind of blocked by Alejandro Kirk's presence in Toronto. That's a good starting block for a Francisco Lindor trade. So it makes sense to protect them. And if the Blue Jays want to get busy in free agency, it looks like they're going to be able to be patient because there aren't a lot of signings happening right now. Atlanta gave Drew Smiley $11 million, which, I mean, it's your money, Atlanta. You do what you want. But other than that, signings are coming slowly. And it makes sense with a lot of the financial uncertainty around this upcoming season. And we're starting to see um, more players become available. Um, The Pirates designated Trevor Williams. 
the Orioles designated Renato Nunez, who kept killing Toronto this year. Tampa Bay designated Hunter Renthrow, who we all remember had that grand slam that knocked Hyunjin Ryu out of the playoffs, and the Blue Jays out of the playoffs by comparison. But, again, it's it's nothing major that's really happened so far. It's just minor league signings, and the Blue Jays may be able to be patient and make sure the guys they want to sign are still available when they actually make the move to sign them. So, the Blue Jays are playing it very well with their decisions on their 40-man roster, with how they're handling their assets, and we'll talk about trying to use those assets a little more in the upcoming episodes about guys who they're targeting. I'm excited to talk about Colton Wong. Haven't gotten a chance to talk about him, so he will be on the table. We'll be talking about some other major free agents and how the Blue Jays can make plays for them. I I know I saw a Tim and Sid tweet that had JT Real Muto on there. Like, why? Why would they? Why? Why? No. So, we'll be doing that in upcoming episodes that will probably be released later today, I guess, when you're hearing this. This is still Saturday night for me. I'm sorry. But make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss those episodes. You can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, you can subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook. All the links are posted on Twitter. And you can follow me on there at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is so dumb. And maybe contributing to the attempted coup in the States. So good work, Twitter. Maybe start firing off some of those bans on transphobes. Maybe I'll take you a little more seriously and not call you dumb. But whatever. One girl can't change the world. Not without some help. But anyway, until then. Until the next time. Or until Greta Thunberg proves me wrong and changes the world. For everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at GSRinacouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.